0: Praise the Lord. Thank you, brother. Thank you all for giving. It's great to welcome you, Pastor Faladin. I was just saying um, that you were coming through Atlanta, and uh, you did come through Atlanta, right? Okay. I thought, see, I pay attention when you write me. And I love it when he writes me because he, he always he signs his email, Faladin. It sounds like An official edict from the King of Nigeria and I'm so grateful for that so we welcome you dear brother and we pray that God will do whatever it is that he has uh, arranged for your itinerary spiritually at this time so God bless you brother welcome well we are we are very grateful that in the midst of a very tumultuous moment in the world that God has once again positioned his saints for service to him and for triumph. And um, as I have mentioned in a number of, um, um, oh, I, I have to announce this. Excuse me. Board nominations deadline today. Officially announced, so let it be written, so let it be done. Sorry, I just forget things. I'm more focused on keeping everybody alive and thriving this week than I am about those papers down there. But I've made the announcement. There it is. Um, Numbers of times um, over the years, I remember when, um, you know, Y2K. I remember when 9-11 happened. I mean, uh, our nation was just in turmoil. And uh, it was at those times where God specifically called the saints, all of us, to pivot and take a stand for righteousness, and because of that stand in the midst of a moment when a lot of people in the world were just spinning around in fear that God allowed us to move forward in power. And I believe this is one of those times that uh, perhaps one of the greatest times that we've ever known. Um, And um, we have made declaration prophetically Now, there's a difference between – got to watch how I say this. Um, Sometimes we form a tapestry of declarations and scriptures, and God uses that. But there's a difference between that and when you know God has given a divinely ordained mission, and you're standing on behalf of that. There's a difference between those two, because on the one, you're laying claim to promise. On the other, you're laying claim to purpose. And God moves uh, resolutely when you're standing on behalf of purpose. God has said so many things about this year, this year of wisdom, where his light is going into the darkness. He's already made a number of uh, precise appointments for uh, saints' network ministries that are going to impact the world. And this is God's season. And so we have declared over this house this home to so many saints from around the world that the blood of jesus is upon us and in the same type of dimension as when the first passover was the noisome pestilence will not come nigh this dwelling and um, that no plague will come nigh this dwelling and we have we have prayed that we have declared that and i believe that because this is a gathering that is so profound in the timetable of God, and um, I, uh, I I remember speaking with Pastor Larry on Friday evening, and he was just making just amazing declarations from what their people had been praying and what they've been believing, and it really inspired me. <laughs> I was calling to kind of encourage him, and I came away encouraged, and. Uh, so, so is the way with Pastor Lavester. I spoke with him the night before, and they are they are ready and expectant and excited. It's not been without opposition because the enemy has tried to probe the perimeter on a number of occasions. This is what Jesus is what the word said he would do. He goes about as a roaming lion seeking what he may devour. But we're standing in the gap. We've firmed up the the walls of the Lord. And we are safe within his, not only his uh, His covering, but we are poised for a parat's breakthrough. And um, this is what he's promised, this is what he's prophesied, and this is what will be. So I, again, reiterate a proclamation over all of you that God is keeping you well and safe and whole, and that he would give you counsel and wisdom as to the guidance of your pathway, but um, we believe that every person that comes into this place, as God has ordained for them to attend this gathering, is under that same covering as they're flying here, as they're driving here, and however they're coming, that God's Spirit and His angels are watching over them. This is a divinely appointed gathering Every one of them is, but this is a pinnacle gathering, and it is something that I believe the enemy would want to to stop. He's tried to stop it in so many ways, and he's really, this season is one where two things are going on. The people of God are being tested by God to see how we will respond in the face of challenge. God does that, you know? God does that, and we're going to overcome in that. But in the other way, the enemy is also testing to see what he can get away with, to see how in this new age of technology, how he can manipulate society, how he can manipulate his prophetic voice pieces, how he can try to garner atmospheres of strife and fear so that it can unlock other things spiritually. And in the the process of this, Try to keep the saints from moving. I bless the general church. I bless all the churches, all the people of God. But I do recognize that the saints, the remnant of the Lord, are called to rise up and do things that are beyond the pale. And we must be a vanguard. We must be a prophetic friend of God that when God says he's going to do something, he whispers it to us and we obey. And that's always going to be a pioneering effort, and so we need to be proactive. We need to be recognizing that in the midst of this way that the enemy has come in one way, we need to be laying claim to the seven ways that he's fleeing, and that's what some of the things that that's some of the things that the Lord is going to do uh, in this week. So once again, I proclaim all over all of you the the strength the health, the life, the vitality, and the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. I proclaim over you the ingenuity that God has reserved for you for this hour and promotion, taking you into the next step of what he ordained you to be from the foundation of the world. I declare that over you, and I declare the sprinkling of the blood over each of you to unlock those Tethemis in your life that God has put there. We will settle for nothing less. This is a moment of God's ordained timing, and you are resolutely standing in it. We will not shrink back in fear. We will not be dissuaded from the eternal course that God has declared over us, but we will walk with him through this valley, through this Sela moment, firmly, boldly, obediently, into the promise that he has ordained to fulfill in this year. Amen? So we just, I, I reiterate and join with Les and what he declared about putting fear to flight. And uh, we declare that uh, the agape of God is ours and it's going to cast out all fear. I also declare over you that we take every thought captive that would stand against what God is wanting. And we we take it captive and submit it to the obedience of Christ. What does that mean? Oh Christ, I give it to you. Well, of course, in an overarching perspective. But it really is the obedience of what Christ means. We are Christ-like. That's what Christian means. We are joint heirs with Christ. So Christ is the Son who is anointed by the Father to accomplish a task that has been ordained from the throne of grace. That's really what Christ is. And so we submit those errant thoughts to that, and we expect that through that divine process, those, whatever those thoughts were, uh, were designed to stop, they are going to be not only thwarted, but we are going to gain a measure of victory for, first of all, accomplishing what God wanted, but also through the putting the enemy to flight. That's what the end of that verse says. That's what it means. So if you have thoughts that come, fearful thoughts, maybe you we're tuning in to listen to the weather on the, on the news, and you heard four or five uh, just down, down, down words. Maybe the mayor won't let you go and buy Starbucks. Who knows? And you just start despairing. Well, submit that thought to Christ, and remember what God has called you to be and what he's called you to do. And um, I know... It takes a step of faith. It it may mean that you don't listen to everybody's opinions. It may be that you are um, um, you are going to have to take a step of faith. And and I want to just say this: I we sent an email out to try to encourage everybody the other day, and I thank Kelly for helping me with that. But if you are in a situation that is a A risk factor. Uh, I'm not putting fear in anybody, but we're not gonna we're not gonna condemn you or mock you or put your name up on the screen and said risk partaker. (laughs) We're not gonna do any of that. We bless you. Don't feel under any any pressure. You just be well and stand in agreement uh, as a saint. But those of us who know god has firmly said you be in that place we're going to believe the lord and we're going to see him do great things this week it's kind of funny too that last night uh debbie was pulling up uh all these different pastoral words of exhortation that were being launched out from all these pastors that were on you know internet guys Telling how they weren't having service today, and you know they, but every one of them, I thought it was funny. Less that every one of them reminded the people how they could get their tithe in. I thought that was that was a real pastoral speak right there, and it kind of some of them were really crafty the way they slid it in, you know. But it got in there, you know. But the majority of the time, it was a word of, of, comfort. It was a word of, you know, in your moment of fear, just know that we're here. And and that's fine, a lot of people need that, but I'm grateful that all of you have a heart to to as as John Kennedy said. Let's let's uh, let's amend what President Kennedy said when he said, "Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country." Let's say, "Ask not what God can do for you, but what you can do for God." We're seeking first the kingdom of God this week, aren't we? And, and we're going to stand faithfully in our gap. We bless all other believers. We take authority over this virus and we, we do command it to stand still and to, to, to that bell curve that they're trying to morph, let it be flat as a pancake. Let it stop in Jesus' name, amen. It's got to. There's a lot of work to be done. We can't be having, even though we want to keep you all here, we can't have flights being stopped. We've got, we've got to go. To the regions beyond, we must go. Tammy, to the organ, let's sing that hymn. <laughs> to the regions beyond, we must go. Oh, man, that, you can't dance real well to that, but you, you sure could do a Sousa march. Um, anyway, but I'm grateful that uh, the remnant is in place. It's a wonderful privilege, and I really thank God for your heart, for being willing to pursue him and the, the, the saints fulfill a role like that. And I'm not trying to speak in any way pridefully, but I am giving thanks to the Lord for you for being willing to do exploits in this time. We are, we are if we're quarantined anywhere, it's quarantined at the throne to hear every word our Father will say, and we're going to do that. So we speak blessed, And we need to speak blessing because there are so many wicked words just filling the air. I mean, just strife and ridicule. Uh, it, it's, it, you, you, you wanna hear what the accuser or the brethren sounds like? Well, just turn on network TV. I mean, you don't have to go up into a heavenly courtroom to hear that. It's all over the place. And it, a lot of it was focused over this past day on what we're going to talk about today. Today is a specially declared day of prayer uh, for our nation, and we're going to include your nations, the nation of France, the nation of Nigeria, and, um, and the nation of Mexico. Of course, Yawali, you're you're more American than you are Mexican, but we'll pray for Mexico too. Um, I say that in love, because you're a brother to us, you're an official American. We we proclaim that over you. Um, but anyway, the the nonsense and the ridicule and the venom that the media has launched—that how dare there be a proclamation of a day of prayer today? It's unbelievable. And but we are going to do what god says to do we're going to, we were going to pray anyway but we're going to join with the edict that's come from washington to pray it's interesting to study about the days of prayer that were um, launched by those in authority over this nation uh, the earliest one was kind of interesting because it involved our allies the french um, Uh, Washington declared a day of prayer, not the city, but the president, Uh, when our nation was first being formed. And he made sure to have his friend, his brother in arms, and his counselor Lafayette, who was there with him in that prayer. And I remember reading uh, some of the scant reflections of uh, what was actually said. Of course, they prayed differently back then. You know, they were more they were more stoic, more, you know, uh, religious. But it was a wonderful to hear that Lafayette was talking with great thanks about the way that God had blessed the pursuit of liberty. And he stood in brotherhood with his his uh, brothers in arms here in the United States and he also asked them to be in agreement but that same measure of liberty would be visited back in his homeland of France and I just think that's great that one of the the first national day of prayer was with um, uh, the French joining side by side with President Washington and uh, I just thought that was really wonderful but then another one was um, during the Civil War in 1863, when President Lincoln was declaring a day of prayer, the press was after him. They were calling him a gorilla. They were calling him a monster. They were calling him all, and that was just what the northern press was saying. What the South was writing was even more colorful. But he asked God, he asked the whole nation, that uh, let's have a day of prayer that God would resolve this bitter conflict that was ripping the country with much bloodshed. And God uh, intervened. It took a while, but God intervened. And um, I, love, I love that. Um, the times when President Roosevelt asked for prayer during World War II, uh, Truman then, as, as a reflection of uh, thanks to God, really reiterated over the radio prayer. And, you know, you can just go on down the line. Um, um, president Reagan, uh, during a very unique time, asked for the nation to pray. And now the regular day of prayer is in, in May, but this is a, a, a word uh, from the president asking the people to pray today. And I, I printed his declaration here we're not taking political parties here, you know. We're not doing a political thing. I mean, to me, all of us as Christians should be saying, yeah, we, we agree. Let's pray today as a nation. Every color, every, every uh, historical nationality, let's pray that God will move. So I'm going to read this, and then we're going to go back to the other page. I didn't put page numbers on here because I wasn't sure how God was going to lead me to do this, but let's read this. Okay. In our times of greatest need, Americans have always turned to prayer to help guide us through trials and periods of uncertainty. As we continue to face the unique challenges posed by the coronavirus pandemic, millions of Americans are unable to gather in their churches, temples, synagogues, mosques, and other houses of worship. But in this time, we must not cease asking God for added wisdom, comfort, and strength. And we must be, uh, must especially pray for those who have suffered harm or have lost loved ones. I ask you to join me in a day of prayer for all people who have been affected by the coronavirus pandemic, and to pray for God's healing hand to be placed on the people of our nation. As your president, I ask you to pray for the health and well-being of your fellow Americans, and to remember that no problem is too big for God to handle. We should all take to heart the holy words found in First Peter 5-7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Let us pray that all those affected by the virus will feel the presence of our Lord's protection and love during this time. With God's help, we will overcome this threat. On Friday, I declared a national emergency and took other bold actions to help deploy the full power of the federal government to assist with efforts to combat the coronavirus pandemic. I now encourage all Americans to pray for those on the front lines of the response, especially our nation's outstanding medical professionals and public health officials who are working tirelessly to protect all of us from the coronavirus and treat patients who are infected, all of our courageous first responders, National Guard, and dedicated individuals who are working to ensure the health and safety of our communities, and our federal, state, and local leaders. We are confident that He, God, will provide them with the wisdom they need to make difficult decisions and take decisive actions to protect Americans all across the country. As we come to our Father in prayer, we remember the words found in Psalm 91, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. As we unite in prayer, we are reminded that there is no burden too heavy for God to lift or for this country to bear with His help. Luke 1, 37 promises that for with God nothing shall shall be impossible. And those words are just as true today as they have ever been. As one nation under God, we are greater than the hardships we face. And through prayer and acts of compassion and love, we will rise to the challenge and emerge stronger and more united than ever before. May God bless each of you, and may God bless the United States of America." Isn't that wonderful? I thank God for that. And I think we all can stand in agreement with this uh, this not only proclamation, but invitation to come before the throne of God. And I, I remember another passage uh, from uh, The the Chronicles, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, remember that one? That's a pretty good one. We're going to do that today. Then will I hear from heaven and I will heal them and I will forgive their sins. Well, we got a lot of sins to forgive and cleanse them from all their iniquities. we got a lot of those too. But may God really do that in a wonderful, wonderful way. And we stand in agreement with this proclamation and we say that we will pray and we will bless these United States of America. We will bless France. We will bless Mexico. We will bless Nigeria. We will bless Switzerland who has been bound from, uh, by the restrictions in flight from being here and all the other nations where the saints are are standing in in prayer and in faith. But for today, we want to see this virus stopped. And God can do that. We believe for that. Amen? And it's going to be miraculous. I thought it was a miracle to see um, Target and Walmart and CVS and Walgreens and Google and uh, LaRoche, and a number of other tech people all standing together, partnering <laughs> at the, in the Rose Garden the other day. That was the first miracle. But the miracle we're really believing for is the power of God to descend upon this country and stop this thing, and then to release his spirit through every town, through every city, through every state, and begin to draw people closer to God than they've ever been and to melt the hearts of those who, are, who, are, um, who have been uh, hardened by this world. We believe in our God and we thank God that such a proclamation was released from the White House. With, with all the other things that could be said about what's going on in Washington, we have to be very careful to lay claim and to give thanks for the things that are really good. And this is a really good one, wouldn't you say? All those scriptures, and even in the King James, he didn't use one of those watered down versions. He used the, the the same books that the Apostle Paul carried. He he just really wow. <laughs> Did Paul carry that? No, I'm just joking. So on the other side of the sheet is our is our primer for how we're going to do this. And these are passages that we have studied and passages that we have uh, applied, especially over these past couple of years. But it's what we as partners in supplication should do um, as we pray and seek God. And Paul, the apostle wrote in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses one through three, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of our God. Good, kalos, is the New Testament version of the Old Testament tobe. And the expression of that, e-u, is how we apply it more, more often with grace than, and, and with, the, uh, with the eternal logos than in any other way. Acceptable is to be fully pleased. Good is following the purpose of God And acceptable is to fully please Him. And this is done in the sight of the Lord. Well, how do we do this? Well, number one, we are persons of supplication. We're partnering with God in grace. We're partnering with God in what He's wanting to do in the next phase, the next horizon, the next dimension of development of His ways. And that's what we partner with him in when we partner in grace and supplication is how you pray in the midst of grace and you remember what we said about supplication whether it's this new testament version or the old testament it is not begging god it's not pleading god it's not arriving with your list of fears it is you partnering and talking with god on behalf of his mission that's what supplication really is, and it's from the perspective of purpose, and that's what we must do. And when you do that, God will then release insights, and that's what pros- prosuke is. It's what you emerge from that point of grace partnership, what the, the reflection, the perspective of God. You grasp that, however he shows it to you, and you let that be your mindset. You let that be what you agree upon. You let that be what you declare, and you let that be what puts the framework of the rest of your intercession upon. That's what prosuke is. To me, it is a, it is a description of what wisdom is because grace and wisdom partner together which is why, as we've said on a number of occasions, Solomon asked God for wisdom and that type of understanding that was a partnership. It delighted God so much. He said, I'm going to give it to you. But then when Solomon stood there at the temple at the dedication, the majority of what they talked about was grace and supplication. So God was going to give wisdom, but he was also putting that foundation of this is how you move in wisdom. You've got to partner with me. You've got to embrace my purpose. You've got to be people that whatever you do with sacrifices and songs or whatever you do, you are offering that in grace for what's coming. So for me, grace and wisdom are inseparable in the heart of God. It's like, it's like uh, the intent and the expression. That, that's grace and that's wisdom. And so it's perfect to say you are going to be offering supplication and you're going to emerge from that confab with your divine partner with insights and revelation and that's going to guide how you proclaim, how you declare, what you lay claim to, what you insist upon that you will not be denied in. So that's the first two parts of um, how you please God and how you accomplish his callous will. Now, the third one, though, is intercessions. And this is entuxis. And this is a wonderful word. We're going to visit it again here in this next passage. But it's it's kind of like the combination of the first two. And it really means that you, you have partnered with God in grace, you have gained and are continuing to gain insights. That is helping, that is forming your mindset. And that is forming your stance and what you're believing for, and Teuxis is really the combination of those two. Where you are then spending time, whether you're before the Lord on your face, whether you are milling about, whether you're driving, whether you're wherever you are, and your ongoing conversation with God is built upon the foundation of the first two, and um, it's it's really commune with God it's it's reflection it's an exchange you know and we know we understand this you know sometimes you maybe maybe Dennis and Tammy you're driving out to New Mexico to see uh, see Peggy and before they get to the steakhouse they're talking about what they want to do and what they want to what what they want to accomplish and after they settle on that you know maybe one of them will say hey, you know what else may happen with that is this Oh yeah, that's true. I was just thinking of it. maybe, and there's there's always that aroma, that that flavoring that comes, and that's the way God is, and that's what intuxis means. And not just on the way out to Albuquerque. <laughs> but you know, it's it's what entuxis means. And how many times we've said that, how that just take it in another frame. You've prayed, you've you've heard from God. And then throughout the next few days, the Spirit of the Lord begins to develop the film. He begins to express other understandings, and you begin to be enthused by that, and you begin to lay claim to it. That's the heart of Intuxus. And then when all of that's happened, you you then offer the giving of thanks. You, You are going to accomplish the purpose of God and you're going to express grace. And how you do that is thank you, Father, for what you have said you want to do. Thank you for sharing this partnership with me, for allowing me the privilege of being before your throne of grace. I have obtained mercy, and I've found grace to to move in the time of need. And I am believing that you're going to do this and this and this because you've said this, and your spirit is so wonderfully around me. I thank you for that uh, tremendous atmosphere of the divine that is so priceless to my heart. And so I thank you that this thing you said is going to be done. I thank you that this thing you've affirmed is going to be done. I thank you that this is going to be accomplished and it's not going to fail in any way. That's what Paul was telling Timothy we need to do. Those four things. And that will accomplish the purpose of God and it will please him. Because at heart in all of it, Isn't it commune? We're not begging God. We're not plastering Him with 500 people. who we got a petition, and we're all coming to to make God do what we want to do. No, we're spending time with Him. He's telling us what He wants. We're serving Him. He's giving us His heart and His mind. He's communing with us. He's fellowshipping with us. And it's our privilege to say, yes, Lord, you are doing this. You are doing this, and that pleases God. And you know, when you do all that, you've sought first the kingdom. It's amazing how all the things in your life are going to be met. That's God's promise. And to borrow a word from our president, it's still to, to, true, as true today as it ever was. So we do that for all people. We do it for kings and those that are in authority. Why? So that we may live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. I want that. How about you? <laughs> we all want that. I don't want turmoil. I don't want riots in the streets. I don't want uh, everything you hear, curse and and vindictive spew of bile and bitterness i don't want that i want a godly and quiet and peaceable life being blessed so that we have the framework to be able to continue to follow our god and we must believe for this because the bible says the night comes when no man can work i don't know how much longer we have before i'm telling you i can guarantee you this right now we've said this before what we're experiencing right now is a test on both sides of the of the spiritual aisle, and we must overcome in this and stand with our God, because there are going to be, as Mark alluded to, bigger tests than this coming down the road. There are going to be times when there are more than just subjective uh, suggested quarantines, and there are going to be bigger plagues that are going to be sweeping through the world. It, the Bible prophesies it. That not, that's not me declaring something negative. And so we we need to believe that our God is protecting us and that we are, we are serving Him and we are serving Him and that He is going to provide and He's going to lead us forward. And uh, as Kipling said, uh, when all around people are losing their heads, we're going to keep ours, and we, we, this is a test, and the enemy's testing you too. How, how far can I press them? How can I get them to stop? How can I get them to shut down? What tactic can I use? We're not going to be vulnerable to the enemy. We cannot. We will not. Amen? We're going to believe the report of our Lord. Whose report? God's report. That's what we're believing, and so we see here. And I, I do believe we need to pray, not only make, not only make direct de- de- declaration that this crown virus will be put to flight, but that we will gain the crown that God has wanted us to have. You know, this coronavirus isn't named after a beer; it was uh, it means a crown. <laughs> And they call it that because supposedly that's what it looks like uh, under the microscope. But I'm believing for a crown for all of you. A very special one for Pastor to Take back to Nigeria with him. It will look nice on that pretty head of yours. Um, anyway, we spent a lot of time together, Janice. He's used to that kind of thing for me. Um, the uh, The thing is, though, that um, we're we're emerging from this, and there's going to be such momentum that that all of the things and more that we have believed God to achieve in this year of wisdom is, is going to be. And God has been releasing dreams. You know, you only spoke about dreams this morning in Sunday school class. God has been releasing dreams to many of you. And with those, I've been so blessed by the ones that I know about how that your immediate interpretation was, yes, the enemies tried this, but we are laying claim to the victory of the Lord. I'm so blessed by that. You know how, do you know, I'm just bragging on you, do you know what a high level of spiritual maturity that is to be able to grasp that and do that? This is what God is giving to his people, and he's going to enhance it more and more. So we need to pray for President Trump. We need to pray for Mike Prince, vice president pence we need to pray for all of those doctors and those that are that are there that they will see the hand of god and know that there's no medical explanation for what's happening wouldn't that be a great thing with all of their due diligence and all of the wisdom that God is giving to them, when this thing flattens, they'll say, "Well, yes, we did this, but there's no reason that this thing should have bottomed out that quickly. May that be a miracle. I believe that's a declaration God wants us to agree upon. Amen. Amen, and may it be quick too. Wow. May it be quick. Well we need to pray for the president that He will be guided properly that the Spirit of the Lord will reward him for making this declaration that the godly pastors and there are many of them both black and white and Hispanic they they they're around him may he be walking in the path of righteousness may he not cave in to the pressures may he not strike back in anger against the criticisms that are coming and may he not shoot himself in the foot I think we should believe that for all of us. <laughs> um, I I pray that God will strengthen him. You know, I was watching that long, sp- that long presentation the other afternoon, praying the whole way through. I, I felt he looked really tired. And I, I pray for him that that God will guide the leadership of, of our country. And um, because we want to live a, Quiet and peaceable life, and all godliness and honesty, and we want to see this year of wisdom fulfill everything that God has ordained to do. Now let's look at this other scripture from Timothy, just two chapters later. Kind of, it really does describe our world. 1 Timothy four one through five. Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times. Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. And again, for the millionth time, a seducing spirit is an alternative pathway. It's not Matahari, it's a, an alternative pathway. That's what seducing is. And doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, that means to deceive. We see that everywhere having their conscience seared with a hot iron. That's a kind of a hard thing for people to figure out what that means. But the only thing I can say is I've heard a lot of pundits on television or or read the reports that they've actually believed that the best thing that could happen to this country would be that our economy absolutely crashes and that hundreds of thousands of Americans die. I've heard that. And if you've not, thank God you haven't seen it. But it's out there. And it's not in some corner, it's being projected over HBO and other places. And so that's having your conscience seared with a hot iron. And so we're seeing that today. And I, I can't fathom that that would be said. Now, I can try to ruminate upon what these other things mean forbidding to marry. That has a real connotation for our day in application, but I'm not going to expand. Commanding to abstain from meats which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. That was just restrictions that were restrictions of religion or man. You could look at that, but that's not germane to what we're talking about right now. For every creature of God is good, nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving for the rationale of going forward for it is and here's the verse it is sanctified made holy there's our there's our hagios root by the word I don't know why log eos I don't know why that's broken there log eos logios Uh, that's the eternal will of God and and tuxus that was me that did that I did that I think Sylvie's version got it right where is it? Is it anyway? Never mind. They just take what I do. Um, how do you make things holy? How do you how do you sanctify things? By the word, by your insistence upon God's eternal proclamation, and by this measure of walking in this wonderful fellowship with God, which comes because you are committed as a partner of grace, you are gaining his perspective and you are open to what all he wants to elaborate. And then you make the declaration. That's something we should really how do you how do you really uh, demonstrate the walk of the Saints? How do you make something holy? You stick to the eternal word and plan, And you stay in this deep commune with God. That's what we must do. How do we turn this trying moment, and it's trying for a moment. How do we turn this into what God has ordained from his saintly purpose of restoration? We stick with what God has affirmed our mission from the foundation of the world. And we stay in that kind of sweet commune with him. That's how, that's how. I'm so thankful that we've been able to fast for these past 21 days. This is technically the last day of that. It's uh, another truth and sonship day. And it's fitting for us as sons, daughters of the Most High, to be able to stand before his throne and join in agreement with this national proclamation and to represent the throne of God as saints upon this nation. May it be a nation under God, one nation. May God bless America. May God bless France. May God bless Mexico. May God bless Nigeria. May God bless Switzerland and Belgium. May God bless Luxembourg. Almost said it right, almost said it right that time. I don't think I ever will say it right. But uh, may God bless India. May God bless Togo and Benin. May God bless Ghana. May God bless all of the nations. Brazil. May God bless Brazil. May God bless Peru. May God bless all of those nations in South America that he has ordained for this year. This is a year of wisdom. The enemy will not stop. The spread of God's light and the mission. How do we make this affirmed as saints? We stay true to what God has said in his word, what he's revealed, what he's proclaimed prophetically in alignment with that. And we stay in that sweet commune with him. That's how you do it. Paul said that after he described our day prophetically. Paul said that regardless of the nuttiness of people in that time that were doing these things. You just take the same theme and you see other forms of nuttiness today. But it this is sanctified, made holy, aligned with our holy mission by the word of God and by prayer. So what we're going to do today is commit ourselves to make this entire day, whether we're in this house or home or wherever you may be, we're committing ourselves to joining an agreement, governmentally and as saints, for the will of God to be done. We're going to come into alignment with every one of these lines that the president spoke, and we're going to add those things that our Father puts in our heart to augment what god wants to do and so when i conclude here it's just now twelve 30. Uh, i'm going to ask you to spend at least five minutes in prayer here and then throughout the afternoon stay in agreement with this tonight we're going to talk about some of the things that have been submitted through prayers for this seminar and um, uh, some of the declarations that have been submitted by saints and perhaps some of the things that God has shown you today, shown you today, not what somebody a thousand miles away saw, something that God showed you today. And we're going to make those declarations and then we're going to come in here and pray and we're going to officially inaugurate this seminar We've already declared the blood. We've made proclamation of health and life and strength. We've welcomed the anointing. We welcome what the Father has ordained to do from the foundation of the world during this time. And um, we believe that's all in place. We don't have to keep begging Him for it. It's all in place. So walk in that confidence. But we're going to come tonight, and we're going to pray, and we're going to enjoy what God's Spirit is going to be doing among us. He's so pleased. I'm so thankful that, we didn't have to close our doors today. Saint, I'm thankful. It's good to be a remnant. <laughs> so, Father, we stand in agreement uh, as uh, people, saints, before Your throne, and particularly as we're in this country, the declaration by the president of this country. We stand in agreement with it, and we come before you, and we ask that you will show yourself strong. I release your blessing and your goodness to all the people in this house and those who are joining with us today uh, by live stream. May we come before your throne, and may we be in full agreement that you will be, uh, you will, you will, your kingdom will come, <laughs> and your will will be done and you'll come across this land in a mighty way this is a this this is the key right here this is this is the key right here imagine this wow thank you father we love you we love you and we ask all of this in Jesus name amen all right so at least five minutes, but you can stay as long as you want in prayer, and then we'll be in prayer today, come back for prayer class, release and hear declarations, and then we'll pray again. Amen? God bless all of you. I speak health and life and strength and confidence over all of you. I rebuke any measure of fear, and I declare the overwhelming agape of our God in your life. And we thank God for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray.